Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Welcome, my loves. Today, we are talking about Sagittarius season. And this conversation is going to bring in levels of Jupiter, levels of how to work with this exact energy based on your chart, and what we are welcoming in as the sun begins to travel into Sagittarius. So if you don't know me already, my name is Vika Bradford, and I'm a karmic astrologer. I focus on deep soul wounds using the chart to heal. So really, we dive into, you know, the wounded energies of the cosmos here and how we can use the energetics of the cosmic weather, your soul blueprint, and really work into embodiment techniques in order to liberate ourselves, to heal ourselves. So welcome, welcome. If this is one of the first times you are hopping into a conversation with me here in the portal. Welcome. I honor you and I'm so glad you're here for this conversation. So as you are hearing these words, the sun will have already moved into Sagittarius. And as we've been feeling, as I'm recording this, this week of, you know, the shift, the sun is moving to Sagittarius tomorrow when I'm recording this, I can already feel the level of optimism, hope, and faith that is being ushered into the collective. Now, understanding and prefacing this conversation with based on your personal transits and your personal uh, experience right now, you may be going through different expressions and levels of life, okay? So based on what's happening within your own chart, this may not feel like a season of hope, faith, and optimism. So remember that that's okay. That's normal. There's nothing wrong with you because you don't feel, you know, the exact energy of the shifts. And then remembering that based on your planets in Sagittarius or your aspects, your, um, your whole Sagittarius language within your cosmic blueprint, you're going to have a different experience than, you know, the person next to you, than me, than anyone else, because astrology is so unique to your particular cosmic codes. So as we dive into this conversation, if you guys were able to join me on the Instagram live I did the other day, you'll know that I like to describe this energy as of the sun moving into a planet as the illumination of a certain energy. Okay. And by that, I mean, the sun comes along and illuminates a certain area of your chart. This being the house that is ruled by Sagittarius in your particular natal chart. Now in knowing that you can understand there is an entire, you know, beam of light on an area of your chart Every season of the year, every astrological season, the sun comes in and focuses its spotlight on a particular area of your chart. Right now, as we move into this season, the sun is going to drop that spotlight right onto a certain house in your chart. So the question is, what is that house for you? 
Now, before we dive into all of that, let's talk about the energy of shifting into Sag season as the shift from the underworld into the upper world, into the rising consciousness. It's a shift from dropping to your lowest and moving to your highest. It is like the the valleys, you know, the valleys and the low ocean energy we move into with Scorpio. Okay, we go to the bottom of the freaking ocean in Scorpio. We go into the depths of Hades. We uncover, we recover, we heal, we release, we die, we process, we grieve, we mourn. And then Sagittarius comes along to uplift us, okay? It's like us climbing to the top of that mountain to see everything we've dredged up, to take all that information and form it into massive, massive belief systems, okay? I always say, and you'll hear many astrologers say that Sagittarius is taking information and turning it into belief systems or knowledge, Gemini, the opposite energy, the opposing energy to Sagittarius, it's all about information, okay? There's no purpose in a Gemini's gathering of information other than to gather information. This is where we we shift information into a wealth of knowledge, into a belief system we live by, okay? The information we gather in order to radically change, transform, heal the collective, uplift the collective. It's very, very outward focused, lit up, active. And when we're talking about fire energies, I like to think about the idea of if if Sagittarius as this fire energy is anything, it's upward moving, it's uncontainable, it you know, it can have its low energies, low energies of fire signs. It's like wildfire energy, right? They just, they just blaze. They just go, nothing can stop it. Air is fanning the flames, you know, um, water is boiling the pot, whatever it is. But that balanced version of Sag fire is like the campfire, right? We're exploring that fire is keeping us warm in order to keep going on our quests. Hey, Sag energy is this deep quest energy. And as we tap into the shift this season, we are being ushered into shifting into knowing there is a better way, there is a better day, there is faith, there is hope in all that we do. When we hit those lows, we can rise again. There's always going to be a tomorrow, okay? There's always going to be another mountain to climb. This is the adventurous spirit of, of really, really enjoying the ride. So when we're tapping into the wounding, the low octaves, there is so much to be said around, you know, the wandering of Sagittarius and, oh, my dear Sag energy friends and you're, you know, with my South Node Sag, my Moon Sag people, you guys have lived through lives of wandering, of exploring, of, you know, going in discovery of something new, of something, something more. You're always looking for more. No, it's looking for more. And that's why you feel like you can't quite settle down. It's okay. It's it's in your nature, right? We do want to find a grounding point. We do want to find um, a release for dogmatic thinking, for righteousness, for rigid thinking. But really, it is your job to explore 
and really release the black and white of life, right? It's it's this full color spectrum. It's like shifting your, your mindset from thinking that anything is black and white into everything is a rainbow. Everything is a spectrum. And we can experience one thing without another. And it's this massive, shifting, moving, vibrating force here on earth. So in your chart, you have this energy of an area of your life where you operate from a higher level of faith, where you operate from more optimism, where you are more curious about knowledge, where you are, you philosophize, philosophize, Wow, I can't even think of the word right now, guys. You basically go into philosophies of things deeper. You are thinking, expanding your consciousness all the time in this area of your chart. This might be an area of your chart where you like to explore and travel. Um, it's it's something that's going to turn you on around a certain energy of your chart. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys an example of what we're looking for here. And then I'm going to go through the houses for you so that you can tap into what you're looking for this particular season. Now, in my own chart, I have Sagittarius ruling my second house and maybe some of my third house, depending on which, which house reader I'm, I'm working with that day. We're just going to use my, my second house today, okay? So in my second house, I've got Sagittarius. I've also got my Lilith there. We'll put Lilith aside for a little bit here and talk about the energy of having a second house Sagittarius. This means that for me, when I'm tapping into my security, my stability, my finances, my self-worth, my, my body, my physical practice of, you know, being in my body and my connection to feeling stable, <laughs> stable. Okay. Um, it is of a Sagittarius mind. So as a second house Sag person, it is not necessarily 100% true for me that I want a solid home. I am more whimsical with money than maybe I would like to be. Okay, a big high energy or a low energy of Sagittarius is overindulgence. Okay, think of Zeus for a second. Zeus, Jupiter, Sagittarius. Zeus is constantly overdoing it. Okay, he's he's a lot. Um, and he does things in a big way. He takes what he wants. He's stomping around. Um, he is overindulgent in everything he does. And that's Sag energy. So you put that in my second house. A little overindulgent with, you know, my material wealth. I'm not necessarily overconnected to having nice things, you know, like the, the way a Taurus energy wants to have luxury. My second house really wants experiences. Okay. Experiences mean something more to me. Um, journeys, exploration. If you even think about the things I spend my money on, um, I, I spend my money on books. Okay. I spend my money on, uh, astral philosophy, dark feminine philosophy, um, occult, uh, alchemical philosophy. My Amazon cart is, is books. Okay. For some people with a second house that was in say Taurus, you know, they're probably got, they got 
fuzzy blankets and beautiful things in their cart. Whereas for me, it's philosophy, it's experiences. I've always said to my loved ones, if you're going to buy me anything for a present, make it an experience, make, take me somewhere and show me something new. Okay. Sag in the second house to a T. So there's going to be an area of your chart that is ruled by Sagittarius where you experience that similar vibration. Okay. And so let's talk about those areas of the, the chart and what house is being activated for you right now and what that really is bringing to you. So we're going to go through all 12 houses to see where you are being illuminated this month. And if you're watching this before the new moon, that area is being really illuminated for new beginnings. Okay. And then maybe you, if you watch this after the new moon, you look back and say, wow, that is kind of where I was rebirthing in that moment around November 23rd, 2022. Okay. So really tapping into this, we started house one. House one is the illumination of if you have Sagittarius in your first house, you're looking at your role as a leader, you're looking at your persona, your identity might even be the way you're physically, you know, dressing. You may feel a shift every time we hit Sag season every year where you're just like, I need to change the way I show up. I need to change the way I look. I need to change my hairstyle. I need to change something about the mask I present to the world. You might also find that when we enter Sag season each year, you really are um, expanding your consciousness around your perception of the world and how you exist in it, okay? How you operate in the outer world. That might be what's showing up for you. It's like, what is your relationship to being here on earth as an individual person, as an independent being? So tapping into that, what is shifting around you, right? First house is like this childlike wonder. It's where we go first. It's where we rebirth. It's where we start. It's our, it's a very creative force of you as an individual entity here on earth. So what's changing there, okay? Or might not even be a change. It might just be what is coming to the surface for you to see, for you to infuse some hope, some optimism, some faith, all right? So bringing that to all the other houses, that's what we're really doing here. So house number two, I've already talked about with my own experience, but I'll just break it down real quick. We're looking at the material world. We're looking at your money. We're looking at your self-worth. We're looking at what makes you feel secure, stable, and safe. Okay. So that's why money comes into this conversation because money puts food on the table. Money buys you all the things you need, you know, the clothes, the warm winter jackets, the experiences, as I mentioned, experiences, money buys those things. So you put Sag in the second house and it's automatically your experience with the material realm and what it can bring to you and how you know your relationship to these physical things that offer you stability shows up. Okay, so I can attest to my second house being turned on that every time around this year, it is usually a good time for me to be tapping into money or a time where I feel lucky in my business, a, a time where launches go really well in my business, um, a time where I can really tap into the faith and hope of starting new projects that provide me with financial stability. 
This is all good stuff for me. It also brings up a big layer around my self-worth at this time. I do find that I want to often change the way I look around this energy. Um, and that that's an infusion of my Lilith that we won't talk about. Okay. So looking at house three, we are looking at if you have your Sagittarius energy in the third house. Your perception of a life is being illuminated, okay? Your communication processes, your message, your voice, your literal like interaction with the environment around you is coming up to the surface. You might even have stuff come up with, you know, your siblings that could be, it's a very third house energy, um, but really it's like this mind energy, okay? Shifting your perceptions, illuminating your perceptions, uh, remembering that we can get righteous with Sag energy. We can get dogmatic. We can think we are, it's my way or the highway. So this might be a time to pay attention to where you are being righteous, where you are being dogmatic, but also a time to understand where you're meeting that energy in the world. You know, who's invoking those shadows, within you so that you can in fact examine your own energies around that but also your desire to expand your mind right now your desire to bring in new information to change your thought processes okay that's house three house number four my dear sweet souls with Sag ruling your house. number four we're talking about family we're talking about safety we're talking about nourishment it's your root system. Okay. It's your, um, your safe place, your relationship to your family. Now, Sag in the fourth house energy is not necessarily the, the stable home in the sense of like having a safe, stable home that's rooted and like solid. This energy brings, you know, houses that are a little more whimsical parents that are a little more interested in uh, playing and they're possibly a little bit busy. You know, when you were growing up, they may have been a little bit too busy or interested in their own endeavors to pay a lot of attention to you. This can happen with that Sag in the fourth house energy, um, or just the, the connection to ancestry around your ancestors being these these people who who use their minds to explore, who who got you know. Maybe they had dogmatic belief systems. Maybe they're passing on, you know, religious dogma through the line. There's so much that can happen in the fourth house here, but really we're illuminating that place for you. So maybe it's a time where you want to get cozy, you want to get snuggly, or you want to expand your horizons of what your home means to you. Maybe you want to shift, you want to explore um, home in a different way. There's going to be something around firm, rigid belief systems here, but also hope and faith and um, bringing a new way of seeing home in. It could be anything around these energies, okay? That fourth house energy is really our connection to our clan, okay? Um, and remember, it doesn't always have to be family, blood family. It can be the family we create here on earth. Okay, house five, we have our self-expression. If you have Sag ruling your fifth house, the things coming up are going to be around very, very self-focused energy. House That fifth house is Leo. It's, uh, it's self-focused. It's creative. It's that creative expression. It's how you how you feel great. It's how you present yourself to the world as something great, okay? It's like the look at me energy. I'm so great. Um, 
and we own that as like your hobbies are in here, your 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 enjoyable romances are in here. Um, this is an area where it, it gets lit up and you want to express yourself in this very, very expansive and hopeful way, right? So this might be an area where you overindulge into your creative expressions. You might overindulge into like yourself. Um, and that's not always a bad thing as long as we do it with a healthy uh, balance point, right? Okay. So house number six, if you've got Sag ruling your sixth house, you're going to be focused on that spotlight coming down around your body, your work, your skills. Um, so this is really an area where we put money in the bank. Okay. It's like the work we do to put money in the bank and how we do it as a Sag sixth house. It's going to be might include uh, the expansion of the mind. It might include uh, really full, like, tapping into philosophy. It might include religion. It might include, you know, some sort of belief systems coming in, or it might be travel. Okay. It might be as simple as dumbing it down to traveling, exploring, uh, wandering, but whatever it is, this is the house that comes into focus right now. And however it's showing up for you is like, yeah, your physical body, your health, your routines, how you're working. Are you working hard? Are you working smart? Are you not doing those things? Bringing that all into focus to say, okay, do we need to realign? Are we doing good here? Are we feeling good here? Okay, making sense. Yes. House number seven. We have got, if you've got a Sagittarius seventh house, okay, I love my Sag seventh house people, my Gemini risings. Uh, you guys are focused on partnership right now, okay? You have got... Sagittarius, you've got the sun moving through your seventh house, illuminating your partnerships, your relation to the people you meet in this world, what they bring to you, right? That connection is always going to bring you into people who make your mind expand, people who make you think deeper, people who make you want to explore or want to explore with you, uh, the people that invoke a sense of deep, deep exploration are going to be the focus right now. So you're focused on the other, right? And your relationship to the other rather than house one focused on the self. So really guiding yourself into your relationship to, you know, those intimate relationships you're forming here on earth. Okay. House number eight, we've got sexuality. We've got, you know, your shared resources, your intimacy. We've got death and rebirth and truly diving into the underworld. So we've just spent our, our last month in Scorpio season where we experience our personal underworld. And now if you have a Sag eighth house, you kind of live there all the time in a sense of one area of your life being the dichotomy between death and rebirth between your relationship to the taboo, the occult, the hidden things, right? Things we don't talk about like sex and money and, you know, how we share ourselves with those we, we get into intimate relationships with playing with the energy of wanting to 
expand of being, it's like experiencing the lows of the eighth house and the highs of Sagittarius, right? Being in the underworld and infusing hope and optimism and faith into all the hard experiences of life. It's a beautiful energy to play with because there is faith and there is um, the processing of shadow work. So there's always the hope that everything's always going to be okay. And so you might be having that sexuality called to the service here, might be shadow work, it might be, you know, your relationship to money and, you know, other people's money something like that coming up and really offering you a, a lens into your personal shadow this season. If you have Sagittarius ruling your ninth house, this is all about the exact energy we talk about. Okay. The ninth house is Sagittarius in the natural wheel. So if you've got Sagittarius ruling the ninth house, you are automatically tapping into your natural belief systems, your natural ability to desire travel, to go on quests, freedom. It's truth. It's, it's the exploration of wisdom. It's really, really coming into your own personal Sagittarius season. So it's just a natural place to be for everything we've talked about in that's the focus. Okay. Your belief systems are in, in question or not in question. Um, but that's where we're coming into is like, you're just your natural relationship to a better relation, a better hope for the world, you know, for gaining new knowledge for again, turning information into knowledge. Okay. If you've got Sagittarius ruling your 10th house, your career is getting lit up. Your status is getting lit up. Okay. You're, you might have your mid heaven in the 10th house, depending on what house system you're playing with. And it, it's very much around your career, your destiny, how the world sees you as, you know, in your greatness, how you present to yourself um, as the greatest version of you. I like to see this, this 10th house is like, it's your legacy. So when you have Sag, light up your, your legacy every year in that, that 10th house energy when we hit Sag season, it's really about you tapping into your personal legacy and how you can take steps to further your career right now, right? Sag energy is lucky. Sagittarius energy is hope and faith and optimism like we talked about, and that's all going to infuse into your career. So first, we want to be sure don't overindulge, don't overcommit, don't, you know, don't take overly abundant risks, but, you know, take calculated risks, you know, tap into asking for, I don't know, whatever you want to expand your career at this time and understand that, you know, we've got Sag energy on your side. Okay. How's 10? If you have Sagittarius ruling your 11th house, you are tapping into your season of connections with friends, with your community, with the outer world. Okay. This is the global connection. This is that Aquarius energy of the 11th house. And it's really about social consciousness, um, organizations, bettering society, okay, bettering the world, bringing us all together, unification. Uh, 12th house, we'll talk about different unification, but this is like, we're all connected. We're all divinely connected um, in a grid, a great explanation. I don't even remember what I was watching. He was talking about Uranus. It might've been actually a book by, I think his name's Stephen Wolf on Uranus. And he's an esoteric astrologer. And he was describing, you know, how 
this, this energy of the 11th house can be like a, a cosmic antenna that we all have connecting us because we are truly one experiencing the divine frequency of life as separate beings, but we're all just one. And so this 11th house energy is where you bring in that level of bettering society, okay, infusing hope and faith and wisdom and expansion of knowledge into the, the society around you. So that could be a, a small society. If you are working, we you know just with your friends and with a small community, if you are working on a global scale where, you know, you're, you're like me and my business, where I'm working with people all over the world, you could be reaching like these, these waves and these ripples you're, you're creating of hope and faith that we can create a better world together. That's the 11th house. Okay. 12th house right now as we get out in the houses we get higher through the houses um we start to get into these social areas right where we are working not so much with ourselves those first um six seven planets or sorry six seven houses we start to work with the social consciousness once we pass the eighth house actually um we start to work with like the outer realm of other people. Okay. So as we hit the 12th house, if you have Sagittarius ruling your 12th house, we are tapping you into this season. The sun is tapping you into your spiritual consciousness. Okay. As we are divine one, we are in connection with, you know, the oneness of universal love, transcendence, bliss, but it's also karma. The 12th house is where we find hidden things, hidden information, karmic debts, karmic um, processing. So whatever's in your 12th house is like this karmic work you're here to do. And when we've got the sun in the 12th house, it brings up karmic information, karmic, you know, entanglements around Sagittarius. So your, you know, your connection to righteousness, uh, dogmatic thinking. It might even be where you self-sacrifice for the collective good, where you uh, sacrifice yourself in order to teach and uplift through the betterment of this Jupiter energy. It can play out in so many different ways. But if we look at this collective karma 12th house activation, we understand that lessons are going to come up when we have an illumination of this chart. We have a transit of this chart. Okay. So 12th house, this ocean of emotion and activating your conscious spirit and your connection to the entire heart grid of being human. Okay. Your dreams might come up your faith. Um, I would pay special attention to your dreams if you are having a 12th house transit. Okay. So that is what we're looking at this year. Okay. This season, I mean, sorry, guys. this season, a Sag season, you're going to look at that area of your chart and say, okay, here's where I'm being transited. Here's where I'm being activated and turned on illuminated. And what is that bringing up for me? And I just want you guys tuning into that, you know, every day for a second or two and say, what is Sag bringing to me right now? What is this Sagittarius energy invoking within me? Because as I mentioned at the start of the video, for me, I can already feel the wash of faith pouring in. I can already feel the, the, the hope, 
you know, the hope of something new, a new journey coming forward, uh, really, really allowing myself to feel into all the optimistic love that is ushering in at this time and into the shift and the illumination of my personal second house. So ask yourself these reflections, tap into it and infuse a process of daily, daily examining, daily examining of your personal experience through this cosmic shift. And I promise you, if you do that, you will start to know the cosmos on such a deep and powerful level that it will blow your mind. The last thing I'm going to leave you with in this video is this beautiful conversation or this beautiful note on Jupiter. And really, it's a note on all the planets. If we tap into the frequency of the planets, I am telling you that when you pray to the planets, and I don't mean pray in a religious way. I mean pray in a way that is you coming into a conscious communication with the heavenly bodies. Your life will change and they will speak back. And it won't be in words and it won't be as clear as, you know, me speaking to you through this video, but there will be messages when you consciously connect in and speak to the planets, they will bring you messages. So another and final thing you can do this season is a couple different options for the same energy. One, just meditate and ask Jupiter for guidance. Okay. Be intentional. Your highest and greatest love is what you want to tap into. Ask Jupiter for guidance at this time. The second thing you can do is get your oracle cards out, you know, cleanse the energy, get ready, be intentional, highest and greatest love, but ask Jupiter for guidance. And I promise you what comes through will be extremely potent and powerful once you are tapping into this on a daily basis. It does not have to be a long process. I'm a proponent of short rituals because, you know, I've got my own signatures that are, they're so busy. All my Gemini, Virgo, um, you know, energy is just, it's busy. So making the short rituals where every single day we're tapping in and connecting into the frequencies above, and they're going to change all the time. So right now we have an opportunity to chat with Jupiter and see what that brings to you. That is all that I have for you today, my loves. So I'm going to allow you to just sit with this, absorb it, experience it. And when you are tapped in, plugged in, just allow this to flow through you. I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. And I will end this conversation with, I have opened the wait list for my one-to-one mentorship program. I've never done a one-to-one container uh, like this before. Okay. And we're going to be doing exactly what we just tapped into on such a highly cellular basis where I'm going to be guiding you guys through these potent life experiences. Okay. The transits in your chart that are big and messy, the moments in your life, your business, your 
your relationships. You're going to bring it all to the table with me every single month for three to six months. And we're going to work through embodiment techniques. You're going to have one, one session a month of healing work with me. You're going to have two calls a month with me, plus workbooks and so much more to get you into alignment and out of your own way. I'm going to tell you guys right now, one of the biggest things that has shifted me from, you know, just selling a reading here and there, or, you know, just digging my toes into nothing in my business and in my spiritual process and in healing my body has been one-to-one sessions in my business. It's been one-to-one mentorships with people to shift me into stepping into my light and showing you guys exactly who I truly am through my knowledge of astrology, embodiment techniques, uh, mindset growth, all these things. In my physical body, if you guys know anything about my story, you know I have healed from so many autoimmune diseases and issues and like (laughs) all the things I've gone through over the last 10 plus years to get me to a point where I am vibrant and healthy and alive. You know, those were one-to-one sessions. Those were one-to-one healing sessions with people who could actually guide me to get out of my own way, to get me on track in a certain way. And then, you know, add in my one-to-one Reiki sessions with powerful healers, uh, really working with sound healing, all the things I've done, those have been the game changers. And when we do this work, when we find a mentor we love, man, it takes you from level one to level 10 because you have somebody to facilitate the up level with you. And so I will say my wait list is open and the doors officially open on December 5th, 2022. If you're watching this later down the road, don't worry about that. But if you want to hop into that wait list right now, the wait list people will be getting the discounts. So I'm putting it out there. If you want to work with me one-to-one and have a potent activation, that's what I do, guys. I activate and I initiate. If you need that activation in your life, I am here for it. It's about to begin. If you are just looking to absorb these videos, work with my IG content, my TikToks, whatever it is, my Pinterest, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy that you are supporting my work. And if you loved this video, if you loved what you learned today, please share it. You don't even know how much I appreciate when you guys share my content. It lights me up every single day. Please share it with someone that could use this right now and you know, reach out. Let me know how you received this today. I'm sending you so much love. We will talk soon.